the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. The new Miss Netherlands is a man. And who didn't see this coming? Uh, we've reached the point where when a man pretending to be a woman enters a women's beauty pageant, and if that's what they're still called, I don't know if you're allowed to call them that anymore, but if, they, if one does, he becomes one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to win the deal. The guy's name who won this one is Ricky Valerie Cole. And I don't know what he looks like without makeup or, and when he's not wearing a gown, but he's a really ugly woman. And the real woman who finished second is a slam dunk 10. Gorgeous. Now, in the picture where Ricky is being declared the winner, you can see the real women standing behind him. They're all smiling and applauding. It's almost like they don't know how ridiculous and sick it actually is. But here we are. And Ricky said, quote, yes, I'm trans and I want to share my story, but I'm also Ricky. And that's what matters to me. Did this on my own. Loved every moment of it. Unquote. So Ricky actually believes that being a man, pretending to be a woman, had nothing to do with him winning. And of course, uh, this is another case of women being part of the insanity. Instead of walking off the stage and turning their backs on him when he won, which would have uh, put an end to this ever happening again, um, instead of doing that, they acted the same way women have acted at beauty pageants for the last 70 years. They were good sports and pretended they were thrilled which, of course, means that more men will be entering women's beauty pageants and the women competing against them and everybody in the audience will be expected to act like it's not only normal but wonderful. So just as they do when they agree to compete against men in sports, these women deserve zero sympathy. And Ricky's not done, by the way. As winner of Miss Netherlands, <laughs> he moves on to compete for Miss Universe. I hope he wins. And if you're going to bet on that one, put your money on Ricky, by the way. When we come back, uh, more of this stupidity, only it's more evil than it is stupid, actually. We'll talk about a 16-year-old girl in Springfield, Illinois, who was accused of spreading hate speech when she put up a sign in the women's locker room in response to having men showing up there and getting naked when she was changing out of her swimsuit. And in our second half hour, the Heritage Foundation took a lot of time and did a lot of work to come up with a plan to put an end to the FBI and start over. We'll hear that plan. Stick around. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-455-8465 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465 to get started today. You get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465. Or go to freedomcare.com. Paid for by Open Shark Concepts. Attention firefighters, members of the military, and airport workers. For decades, first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires. Studies have shown that chemicals used to make aqueous film-forming foam, or AFFF, are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer. If you or someone you know was exposed to AFFF and were diagnosed with any of these cancers, including kidney, bladder, prostate, pancreatic, lymphoma, leukemia, testicular, and neuroendocrine, then you should 
should call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us at 800-515-8809. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file the claim, so call us now, 800-515-8809. Operators are standing by 24-7, so don't wait. 800-515-8809. That's 800-515-8809. Again, 800-515-8809. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6600 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, as we told you in the open, a man is the new Miss Netherlands. There's no sign of the insanity going away. Sometimes it's just stupid like a man preventing any woman from winning a women's beauty pageant. Sometimes it's evil, like what happened at the Springfield, Illinois, YMCA recently. Gene Ives of BreakthroughIdeas.com is here with that. Gene, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on. So, as usual, Gene, this begins with men showing up in a women's locker room. Uh, That seems to be how it begins. Yes, that's correct. That's exactly what happened. And, you know, a 16-year-old girl complained to her coach and was told, I can't do anything about it, which is nonsense. Uh, so uh, the swim team coach is a man, and this, yes. young, this young girl, um, wh- how did it happen? Wh- when did she realize that she was uh, being, uh, well, she was sharing a, a locker room with a man or a, a male? I don't know if it's a man or a young boy, or, but it's not a woman, not a, not a female. Yes, yeah, so uh, it actually starts back in early, uh, late April, and uh, I have the timeline from the family, and uh, basically the father wrote this out and said that, you know, that his daughter entered the girls' locker room to change out of her swimsuit and noticed a couple transgender individuals sitting in the locker room. And she went back to the pool deck and informed her head coach, and he said there's nothing that he could do about it. And so this is how it actually happened. And then in subsequent meetings with the YMCA, they finally admitted that they'd been allowing this policy for quite a while, not telling anybody. But uh, the girl was extremely uncomfortable and felt like literally the, the men were just watching her. And that's and she talks about they talk about that later in the timeline. So this is you know, this is just a very uncomfortable, comfortable situation. Yeah. Now, the swim team coach is a man, as you said. Yeah. Uh, so. Why did he, and I guess the executive director of the Y there, why did they claim that there was nothing they could do about it? Based on what? So Illinois passed what they call the Human Rights Act. And in that Human Rights Act, they said that you cannot discriminate. 
in any way against folks with gender identity. You know, they not on that basis whatsoever. You can't discriminate. But they they have a massive carve out that everybody wants to actually ignore. And that's in the fact that they say that there's an exemption and that nothing in the Human Rights Act, which means nothing pertaining to gender identity, applies to facilities distinctly private. Any facility um, as to discrimination based on sex is allowed uh, for distinctly private places like restrooms, shower rooms, bathhouses. And so they're using a couple different case laws that happen. One is the Hobby Lobby stores versus Somerville case. And the other one is a school district case that got national attention here in the state of Illinois because we're crazy here. Um, May Day versus District 211. And in both those cases, the, now park districts and other entities like YMCAs are saying, well, the law is making us do this because they said that those places had to be sexually integrated. So bottom line is we need another lawsuit here to, to figure this out, or we need a change in the law to clarify exactly what the human rights statute says. I'm guessing that there are Democrats behind this law and that um, they'd be happy to defend it if you approached them and said you thought it was a bad idea or that the law needed to be changed. Yes. So it's, it's even crazier than that. It's, it's actually even Republicans who hold elected office, like my own park district board, uh, they sexually integrated restrooms without telling anybody. We found out by happenstance a few weeks ago. And at a massive meeting about this issue, because the public had no idea, they essentially are now claiming that, um, <laughs> that, you know, there's no sex discrimination here. There's no there's no gender issue here, because if you say that you're a woman, you're actually a woman. They're, yeah. they're actually they're going with that line of questioning. So um, because their official policy says that after the age of six, you have to use the the uh, bathroom that corresponds to your your biological sex. Well, they're saying now that. If I say that I'm a woman, then my biological sex is a woman. It doesn't matter if I'm a guy. And so there's no violation of the policy. Does it's, that make sense? Um, no, none, zero. No, but, none of it. But here's yeah. the thing, and I don't understand why it hasn't happened yet. Um, and I don't know, uh, you know, this, this young girl, a 16-year-old girl, she sees two transgender people in her um, in the locker room. Two, uh, I guess the, I'm guessing these are high school kids or kids her age, or they, were they grown men? Do you know? No, they they grown men. Oh, okay. So that's even worse. Mm-hmm. But um, what is preventing um, a kid who's a uh, you know a senior in high school and he just if if it all if it's if it's defined as just whatever you think you are, do you even have to go to the trouble of putting a dress on or or wearing makeup or growing your hair down to shoulder length or you know what I mean? What if I just what if a kid just decides uh, on Tuesday that you know what, I'm a woman, and I'm going to go in the girls' locker room and see what I can check out in there while they're getting ready to go swimming. No, no but you're exactly right, because once you erase any discrimination based on sex or gender identity, then it doesn't matter. I can, I can tell you whatever the gender I, identity I want to tell you, and I can do whatever I want then. There is no discrimination. Yeah. So if I'm cisgender, like cisgender, which is actually like I'm actually the sex that I was at birth, right. yeah. it, it doesn't matter. You can't discriminate uh, on the basis of gender. So even if I'm a fully biological male and I present as a male, it doesn't matter. You can't discriminate now on sex or gender, so I can go into any bathroom I want to. Which brings up, with which makes you wonder why, then if that's the, again, sane people realize why there are, uh, you know, why there's a men's and a women's locker room or bathrooms. But if the law, the government is going to say that it that it's just a matter of what's in your brain and what's what what you're thinking that day, what you'd like to identify as for that day, then what's the point of having separate facilities anyway? Just have the bathroom. Go in. What I mean, why? If it doesn't matter, why why is there why is there even a a, a separation anymore? Well, that's exactly what we argue. Why are you even pretending? Um, this ends up with everything sexually integrated, and I guess that's what they want. Well, that'll, so. that'll I, I, and I'm, you know, it's been a long time since I was in high school. But if they, <laughs> I'm trying to think of as a as a 16 year old boy, and the guys that I ran around with, if they, if they uh, it became known that you could just go in the girls' locker room anytime you wanted to, they'd be declaring themselves female every other day. It's it's just such insanity. So. Um, yeah. 
No, you're right. Uh, so in Look, May- it's even worse in Illinois because, you know, the, they, the actual the, – the, the, the girl and other swim parents suggested maybe the transgenders just want to use the family bathroom, which yeah. is, you know, single space. Why not just have them do that? And, you know, what the arguments are is like, no, we should be allowed to go wherever we want to go. At any time we want to go there, it doesn't matter. That's the, that, that would be discriminatory to force us into the, a gender-neutral space. Right. Well, Illinois has taken it a step further. If you have a, a, a bathroom that is multi-stalled, so more than one person can use it at the time, even mm-hmm. if it's only two spaces, and it's declared to be general, gender-neutral, then the other bathrooms around it have to also be declared gender neutral. So that in Illinois, they're not even going to allow you to have male, female, gender neutral. So you can't just, do that anymore in Illinois if if you if that gender if gender neutral bathroom is multi stalled. So, so. If, if there's one if there's one stall, the, uh, the so they're they're getting that uh, they're they're getting that um, defined that that it's going to be down to the point of how many stalls are in the room. Oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, they've taken this to a whole new science in this this state. They're just they're insane. Uh, they spend more time on this than you know trying to balance our budget or fix our pension problem. But yeah, no, they oh they got very specific in that bill. So I mm-hmm. see in the story that, uh, at your site uh, breakthrough dash ideas dot com um, uh, on May tenth the spy swim team that's the name of the team that's at the uh, at the Y there in Springfield held their monthly parent meeting, and uh, the meeting was attended by Angie Sal, chief executive officer of the, YM, of the YMCA, and the parents were told there's nothing they can be, that can be done about it. So uh, what, uh, how, how well attended was that meeting? I, I don't know, but it was obviously parents, so yeah. it was members of that swim team. And uh, so they, you know, they were offering, you know, common sense solutions. Why don't they use the family room to change? Or at yeah. a minimum, could you just tell us what's the, ahead of time what was going on? Could you give us a warning? And they're like, no, that all of that would be discriminatory was the response, which is not true. So uh, and then uh, they they were asked how long um, this has been going on. And, and, and so it was actually a policy that most people weren't aware of. Um, and apparently, though, the two um, males who showed up in the locker room, they must have found out somehow that they could get away with it because it wasn't really that well known that they could. Right. It, that is correct. That's, yes, that's true. So. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, um, and, and part of what wasn't in the article, I think it's important to say, yeah. you know, um, at the end of the day, the, the final response from the family to the YMCA was that. You look, he, he called him out. He said, you all lack discernment. Uh, you're exposing young girls to grooming, bullying, and real danger. Mm-hmm. And your reaction to the girls' positive, empowering signs, because they made some signs that said, yeah. you know, uh, biological women only and all that, mm-hmm. was was worse because their, their concern instead, the wise concern, was for the biological men watching little girls undress. Yeah, and, I wanted uh, to get to that. That that, that was the that was what uh, the big thing here was that this the young girl, she put up she couldn't get any satisfaction from her the adults in her life, uh, so she put up a sign trying to make some sense out of it by saying what that you know this is for women only and uh, and that was she was declared um, well she, that was declared hate speech correct. Yes, she she and another girl put up three signs, women's rights, biological women, and safe sport, all of them in the girls' locker room. And when this, they found this out, that was the end of it. That was called hate speech, and she was immediately taken off the team. And so she's off the team right now. That's correct. Well, are there actually swim team parents who are okay with this? I mean, were there people uh, arguing for it to be allowed? I don't know that, but believe it or not, her father is actually a swim coach as well. Mm-hmm. And her sister, her older sister, swam for the University of Kentucky with Riley Gaines. Oh, okay. And had to swim against Leah Thomas. So they, this is the whole thing. Like, it doesn't, it's not just at the college level, folks. It's oh, yeah. right down into your local YMCA, and they're not going to stop. Well, there, I saw a story. Let me check this. I have it here somewhere. Uh, I saw a story where uh, it was claimed, let's see here, uh, the Illinois Eagle 
says uh, Springfield Church tries and fails in transphobic claim against YMCA. Are you aware of that? Yes, I believe that was written at first in the Illinois Times, possibly, yeah, yeah, an article like that. It's dated mm-hmm. June 12th, yeah. So what, what's their yes. claim? Well, you know, sometimes you do get activists and, and, mm-hmm. and people that are upset about this policy. Uh, you know, they've maybe heard a rumor, you know, how it works. Sometimes the rumors aren't always true. And so it, they're they're claiming that actually, you know, a male exposed themselves in the bathroom, and yet there's... I've not read that from anything in, in stuff that I've received from the family themselves, and we didn't write that because that is an unsubstantiated claim. And so this is – so here's the problem here, though, right? Uh, they want to say, well, because somebody didn't expose themselves, then people should be allowed – you know, transgender should be allowed in the yeah, girls' locker right. room. That's not true. No. There's a safety issue here. And at the Park District meeting that we had in our own community, there was a woman who gave testimony to the fact that she had been the victim of a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And she said, you have no idea how frightening it is to walk into a facility and then realize that a guy is in there as well. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is triggering and you don't feel safe. And you want women's spaces to be women's spaces, especially if you've been the victim of a sexual assault. And so, I mean, it does. Why are we waiting for it to happen? Are we waiting for an indiscreet dis- exposure? Well, not only that, but the girls. Guys? I mean, the that's gr- what they're they're saying. The girls are undressing, uh, yes. and so it doesn't matter necessarily what the guy is doing. They, they think that the guys are in there checking them out, which is probably that's what exactly they're doing. Right. That's right. Yes. But well, part of the Illinois Times or part of the, the commentary there was like somebody exposed themselves. We, yeah. we don't know that that was true. It doesn't matter. These men should not be in there oogling little girls. Right. Now, why didn't all the girls just quit? That's always my question. Just quit. Just say, uh, walk out. We're done. The, the, yeah, on, the swim, on the swim team. The, 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 well, you, why, don't, why don't parents and why don't some of the girls just – this nonsense is everywhere. It's right. not just in uh, WISE. It's in, it's in every school district in our state. Uh, they all have these gender policies um, where guys can use the girls' restroom all the time. Yeah. Uh, and so why do parents not just quit the schools? Well, because – uh, either you're just trying to muddle through the next six months or yeah. you're just trying to get through the season and then you'll deal with it because your kid likes to swim and you don't know what else to do. And, you know, it's, Springfield's a decent-sized community, but there's probably not a lot of different swim teams that you can join or not join. And there's not, certainly probably not a lot of private pools that would have safer environments. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it just becomes an individual family decision as to how to handle it. And, well, okay, you're not going to ever undress or dress at the Y – you're going to have your swimsuit on underneath. Maybe that's what they're doing. You're going straight in and straight back out. You know, who knows? Yeah. Well, I remember when there was a YMCA and a YWCA. Isn't that the case anymore? Yes, and now they just need to get rid of the C. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I am out of time, but should anybody uh, accept a gov- expect a government solution here? It's only going to come through the courts. That's, yeah. The courts are going to have to settle this out, and then um, – You'll have great states that make the right decision to protect uh, minors, and people will move there. That, that's what you're going to see, and eventually people will move for cult, cultural issues as well as financial. Well, Gene, uh, good job on the story. Thanks for coming on the show. Gene Ives, it's Breakthrough-Ideas.com. You can find her stuff there. It's good stuff. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, we'll be right back. SRN News. I'm John Scott. At the NATO summit this week, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says members will reaffirm their commitment to helping Ukraine defend itself against Russia. When President Putin launched this war, he expected that Western unity would fracture, that NATO would break, that our support to Ukraine would wither over time. He was wrong. In Highland Falls, New York, Orange County Executive Stephen Newhouse said they've recovered the remains of a woman killed by floodwaters. She was trying to leave her home um, because of the flash flooding and, and didn't make it across. She was walking her dog across, from what we know, and got swept up by the um, literally rapids. It's incredible, the amount of water here. And uh, she got washed away. Newhouse spoke to WABC-TV. More heavy downpours today in Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine.
This is SRN News. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. You listen to them every day. Now you have the chance to meet one of our incomparable Salem program hosts face-to-face. Enter the Terrific Talkers VIP experience. The grand prize winner gets to choose which of our 20 radio, TV, and podcast hosts they'd like to meet, even sit in on the program. Includes airfare, three nights hotel, and more. 20 program hosts. One amazing opportunity. Sponsored by Save the Storks. Register to win now at TheAnswerPGH.com. Learn to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join Free Workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Expect clear skies for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 60. Sunshine mixing with a few clouds tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll see a high of 86. Mainly clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 64. Partly sunny skies on tap for Wednesday with a high of 85. Mostly cloudy Thursday, humid, couple of showers and a thunderstorm at a high of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, it wasn't that long ago when there were very few jobs that uh, came with more respect than an FBI man or woman. And if you're an FBI agent, people will probably still give you the, the benefit of the doubt Uh, But as an organization, its image has never been worse, I don't think. And it's not a problem that can be fixed, I don't think, with better PR. Stephen Bradbury is a distinguished fellow at the Heritage Foundation. He and the Heritage Foundation have come up with a plan to fix the FBI. He joins us now. Stephen, thanks for coming on. John, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So um, is it not about fixing it as much as as it is about just blowing it up and starting over? Well, certainly there's a growing feeling in Washington that we perhaps ought to start over with the FBI and rebuild it from the ground up. One of the things we wanted to do in this paper, which came out today, is take on the question of what that might look like, what that might mean. So we present a menu of options for Congress to consider different elements that might go into reconstructing the FBI as a whole new 
agency rethinking it. But then we also take on the question, if you're not going to do that, what are the minimum set of fixes that you really have to put in place to stop the abuses and protect the constitutional rights of Americans? So we, we try to hit it from both angles and deal with it in a comprehensive way. And it's uh, you can find it at heritage.org. And uh, I can tell you right now, we're not going to have time to do it justice here. It's a long report. So I apologize for any questions I leave out and uh, feel free uh, to just, uh, Stephen, to just uh, throw anything in there that you don't think that you want to get in that I'm not covering. But um, so how long ago could or should this have happened, what you're proposing? Well, you know, it has been building for some years. Uh, After 9-11, FBI was given broader intelligence gathering authorities, and that was made a major part of its mission front and center, which made a lot of sense in the in the uh, months after 9-11. But I think it's been abused since then. It's been taken too far. And some of these authorities have been used to monitor and track Americans and to target the activities of Americans. And of course, the Trump campaign in 2016. And we've seen these reports. So there's some fundamental questions. I think a lot of people are asking, should they have these authorities? Should they narrow? Should we narrow the jurisdiction of the FBI, return it more to a traditional law enforcement agency, perhaps move the intelligence gathering authorities out or limit them, limit their ability to track and monitor ordinary Americans in the absence of any indication of criminal activity, for example? Uh, So we take on those questions in this in this report. Was what happened during the 2016 campaign, was that the breaking point because of the abuses there? Or was it just because they happened to be, I don't know, maybe caught doing and yeah. it became very well known what was going on? Or at least it was it was discussed everywhere. And so it was right. out there, I guess. Well, certainly that was, uh, you could say, a breaking point. It was definitely a major revelation. And the Durham report recently has just confirmed it and magnified the uh, our understanding really amplified our understanding of the conduct at issue in the 2016 campaign. But, you know, these things have continued. The Twitter files reveals the FBI continuing to monitor people's online activities and speech for suppression and censorship. Uh, we've seen the FBI targeting parents uh, at school board meetings as potential terrorists. Uh, etc. And then recently, the FISA court, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act court, has declassified and unsealed some of its opinions and reports showing that on 378,000 occasions, the FBI improperly accessed data about Americans that was collected with this Section 702, very powerful foreign intelligence gathering tool. And they access that data for no reason related to national security, for purely domestic issues, in some cases, not even law enforcement. Clearly, there's a problem. The system is broken. And some of the reforms that are needed relate specifically to the use of these foreign intelligence authorities and FISA in particular. And we have some very specific recommendations there to really separate the FBI, insulate it, from the 702 program. That's a big, big part of what we focus on in this report. So it reminds me of something that an old football coach around here once said. Johnny Majors was a coach at Pitt, and he was asking about uh, uh, one of the people in the athletic department who I guess he didn't like him hanging around too much, and he he said, is it me or is that young man a little bit over-bizified? And uh, it sounds (laughs) like maybe the FBI is just uh, over-bizified over the last who knows how many years. Well, that's right. I think that's right. They have an all-encompassing jurisdiction. They can take on any federal law enforcement matter. But then they also have, on top of that, this open-ended national security intelligence gathering authority. And they have the self-appointed ability to open what they call assessments on ordinary Americans. And that means they're monitoring and tracking and surveilling people with no factual basis to think there's any violation of law going on at all. If they can put together some potential national security or foreign intelligence link. And that's why you see all this talk about potential Russian influence, 
on uh, online accounts, et cetera, gives them a hook then uh, to open up one of these assessments and do this monitoring and tracking for censorship or whatever, you know, trying to suppress dissenting speech. Uh, so it really needs to take a hard look. Uh, Congress needs to take a hard look at whether it makes sense to continue giving the FBI this broad mandate. Yeah, your plan, I notice, includes um, uh, you focus a lot on that word, assessments. And that's a that's, that's right. That's kind of an innocent sounding word, but it's not innocent at all, is it? That's right. No, <laughs> yeah. it's a it, it, it's like an investigation, but they don't have to go through, you know, all of the formal requirements for an investigation. So you and it can res- oh, go so, ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say you you send a, you can send an agent out and say, or this could be applied to anything, not just the FBI. Listen, I need an assessment on Mr. Bradbury. Uh, could you com- could you let me know what he's up to? And that sounds right. pretty innocent. But if you give him the power to do a lot more than just assess, then that becomes a problem. Right. It, it involves tracking online, doing physical surveillance, gathering information that other federal agencies or state agencies have on that person, uh, doing all kinds of surveillance that don't require particular court orders. So it can be pretty invasive. And, of course, it can lead to things like then, you know, working with Twitter or Facebook to try to suppress that person's account because, you know, he's spewing uh, dangerous, quote unquote, disinformation. So it's pretty scary. And calling it an assessment gives you the power to do just about anything you want then. Uh, Yes, Uh, certainly there are limits. You can't do wiretaps on that person. You need to go to a court to get that approval. Uh, but, you know, you, we've seen in thousands of instances they've dipped into this national security database, very sensitive Section 702 FISA surveillance. And that includes a lot of private communications of Americans. So it's not uh, it's a, this is not a joke. We're talking to Stephen Bradbury. You can find his piece at Heritage.org, the Heritage Foundation. Uh, he's a distinguished fellow there, but they've done a long report on how to fix the what's wrong with the FBI and how to fix it. And uh, some really good stuff in there. We're trying to cover as much as we can in our limited amount of time here. But, uh, you know, J. Edgar Hoover, uh, Stephen, was fine with using the FBI to get what he wanted. Uh, He was good at getting dirt on politicians and then blackmailing them. How is what's been going on now really any worse than what he was doing back in the 50s and 60s? Well, certainly that was bad. He was a power unto himself. Uh, And, you know, Congress tried to limit some of the independence and power of the FBI by giving the director a 10-year term uh, in office. But still to this day, the FBI exercises a lot of independence and sets its own priorities, its own agenda. Uh, It makes a decision when it's going to open one of these assessments or a preliminary investigation what its priorities will be for investigation, for law enforcement or intelligence gathering. So uh, I think there's a lot of sentiment growing that we need to rein it in and really impose some effective controls. It should not be a power unto itself. And so one thing that could easily be done is move the director of the FBI into the chain of command under the president within DOJ to bring more control and oversight and eliminate some of the independent power that the FBI has, make it just another bureau within the larger department. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Of course, there are trade-offs there, um, and Congress would need to consider that carefully. But these are basic reforms that I think it's time to, to take a serious look at. Yeah. Uh, is it a is it a, just a question of um, maybe the idea of assessments being a, a okay uh, back when they started, but it just and then the the whole scope of the FBI just became too large, and then the assessments were everywhere, and everything is everywhere. That the FBI is just, I mean, almost bottom line, yeah. it's just too big. It's sprawling, and uh, the authority is perhaps exercised too promiscuously, and so you know you could limit their ability to open these assessments on Americans. You could require higher levels of approval. You could require certain predication, factual showings before they're opened. 
those sorts of things could go a long way. But at the same time, you know, I think it would make sense to require some exposure, some daylight to what's happened in the past. So some kind of uh, report review of all the improper instances where Americans have been monitored through these assessments, and perhaps a commitment by the attorney general to purge all of that improper data and information from the files. Something like that would go a long way as well to uh, correcting what's been what's been happening now, in maybe, the past. Maybe it's me, but I've just gotten a feeling over my time on the planet that the FBI, um, it, it, whether or not you like the FBI depends, depends on whether or not it's you or your ox who's being gored or the other guy's ox is being gored. And so if you're if you're hoping for Congress to fix it, is it is it a legitimate hope? Because it's right now, I, I'm sure you'd get a lot of support from Republicans to fix it, but I'm not so sure you'd get it from Democrats. And you know how split everything is. Yes, it's regrettable, obviously. What we're talking about is standards, levels of professionalism, structural restraints. These are good governance matters that I think every American should agree on. And people of both sides of the aisle ought to come together on uh, structural restraints or the secret. Then it's not a secret, but it's the it's it's really the the success at core of our constitutional republic. And some of those structural restraints need to be, I think, brought to bear when it comes to our federal investigators at the FBI. But certainly, you're right about the venerable agency, the high standards of professionalism that historically have been represented by FBI agents. We, we need to return to that. I think there's been a, a loss of some of that professionalism, some of those standards. We certainly need need to return to that. And I would hope there's bipartisan agreement on uh, on what those standards ought to be. We're talking to Stephen Bradbury, distinguished fellow at the Heritage Foundation. You can find this piece at heritage.org. Um, it's um, really uh, in-depth and a good uh, look at what you could do to fix the FBI. Um, also, um, you talk about, I'm sorry, you talk about uh, giving more power back to the local um, law enforcement yeah. agencies. When did it get away from local, uh, you know, you, you, you think, oh boy, it's really serious now, the FBI's involved, and everybody seems to think, well, that's a good thing. Now we're really going to get this taken <laughs> care of. But it doesn't always work that way, does it? Yeah, no. Uh, a couple of things have been going on, you know, in recent years. The the breadth of federal crimes has really exploded, really expanded. So you have a wide waterfront of federal crimes. In fact, I think, John, it's probably safe to say that no one person knows the full extent of all potential crimes <laughs> that a person can be charged with under federal authority. And so the FBI's jurisdiction is coextensive with federal criminal law. Yeah. And so as that waterfront has expanded, so has the FBI's jurisdiction. In addition, since 9-11, uh, it's kind of like we've applied the, the thinking, the approach to organized crime to lots of different uh, areas of criminal concern, including terrorism. But uh, also other things as well, financial crimes and other things. And so in those instances, FBI has really imposed a federal presence and has worked with state and local agencies in, in a lot of cases, state and local law enforcement on a task force or partnership type basis. But it's really to pursue federal interests. Yeah. And one of the things we suggest is staffing and resources should be moved out of Washington, moved out of the central headquarters and pushed to the field offices. But then also the FBI should be limited to matters that are beyond the reach of state and local law enforcement. And when it comes to state and local law enforcement capabilities, the FBI can can bring to bear uh, its expertise in assisting state and local law enforcement and being more efficient in addressing their state and local issues. But it's not the FBI, it's not the feds doing the law enforcement for the states. It's assisting them in improving their own uh, law enforcement capabilities. Uh, but um, 
you're absolutely right. It's become much too sprawling. And when the F when the FBI shows up and tells the Pennsylvania State Poli- Police, we got this. Uh, I'm yes. guessing that the state police are not always thrilled with that. That's right. But, you know, uh, FBI carries a lot of weight and has yeah. a pretty big foot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got I got about a minute left. Um, you mentioned the 10 year term for the FBI director. You also uh, in your uh, report suggest that that goes away. Why is that important? Yeah. Well, I think it just emphasizes this idea of oversight and control. You know, we talk about we don't want the FBI politicized, and that's true. At the same time, it's very important under our constitutional system that executive authority fall under the control and oversight and supervision of the president through the chain of command. And that and that's how we ensure political accountability for rogue actors uh, in the executive branch. And uh, it's it's contrary to that scheme to have a 10-year term for this powerful director of the FBI. We really want that person to serve at the pleasure of the president and subject to political accountability under the supervision of the president. And I think removing the 10-year term, which Congress, only Congress could do that, uh, is something that um, goes a long way toward, you know, advancing those principles of basic constitutional government. Stephen, I'm out of time. I appreciate it. Uh, Stephen Bradbury, Distinguished Fellow at the Heritage Foundation, and we can find your piece at heritage.org. Thanks. Thank you very much, John. Okay, we'll be right back. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-455-8465 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465 to get started today. You get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465. Or go to freedomcare.com. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and I have a feeling you're going to want to stock up now when you hear this offer. This is John Stogerwald, and when you use my promo code STAG, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings, limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out, trust me. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all-new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for this incredible offer. These won't last long, so please order now. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. 
Well, uh, I don't know if you saw it today. <laughs> the uh, the president was over in uh, the UK today. He was uh, I guess he met with the King of England over there, and uh, there's a shot of him. You have to see this. I'm sure you'll see it somewhere. Check it out. I put it up on my Twitter feed at at Stagger World. But uh, I'm looking at it now. The video. Uh, Joe's walking in, inspecting the guard there, wherever that is, outside the palace or whatever, whatever they do when you show up with the king. And he's walking like he's he looks like a, a like a 97 year old man walking to uh, the lunchroom at the at the old people's home. Uh, it's really sad. And the king is walking behind him. And uh, what's interesting about it is somebody took the time to check and see what the media were saying when Donald Trump visited the Queen. Uh, now, in this picture, you see Biden is walking in front of the king, okay? Uh, and the king is, you know, just kind of meandering behind him, and the guys are standing there with the big black hats and the uniforms and all that. But uh, this is what, this is what um, CNN was saying about Trump when he went and talked and met with the Queen over there. Trump's—this is CNN— Trump's walk with the queen, colon, like wandering up and down a golf course. That's what they said about it. This is what Time said, time.com or Time magazine, whatever you want to call it. Trump committed a royal faux pas during his visit with the, uh, with the uh, queen, meaning that he walked in front of the queen. Joe's walking right in front of the king here. I'm just going to see if they're going to point any of this out now. This is what Slate said. Trump meets Queen Elizabeth II at Windsor Castle, briefly forgets how to walk. That's what they said about Trump. Biden, I'm telling you, he looks like he's about to keel over. And and he's walking in front of the king. They ain't going to say a word about that. Nothing. Oh, my. He's the president of the United States. And people think he's going to still be doing it five years from now. Bye. John Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.